for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This book is about someone that gets cancer and dies of cancer. That's oh my god, what a spoiler! Listen, you're upset that I've... (laughs) Yes! This author ruined literature. I was embarrassed for New York for this from this book. I was like, <laughs> it made me feel embarrassed. Listen, um, if you can't make fun of the book on its own merits, that's, <laughs> I feel, I that's think a sign that the book is good. Started off on a wrong foot for me because that was should have just been in six months. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mean Book Club. This week we read In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Wow. What a chitlit romance, right, guys? Uh, chitlit? Yeah, that's what this was described have as. Have you never chitlet heard that term? And romance. I what are your credentials said, to do this podcast, Sabrina? No, I thought she said chitlit. I thought it was her oh. second. Oh, like those little gum. Those, the, those little yeah. um, gummies. They're gummies. They're gum. Tiny gum pieces. No, well, those are chiclets. Yeah. Okay, I think okay. that's where yes. one of them comes from. Mm-hmm. One's derivative of the other, you know? This Maybe. goes down like little gum. <laughs> Look, Off never to can't chew that An long. excellent start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clearly uh, at we the top are, of our game. We are, of course, your hosts. I'm Sarah Burton. I am Jonna Scrabus. And I'm Sabrina. B. Jordan. And sadly, Clara Morris could not be joining us, um, but um, she did let us know that she hated this book. So um, mm. we'll just have to represent her feelings and thoughts on the book. We'll have wow. to do yeah. that. Try she kind of said uh, she would vote with me in everything, including <laughs> Little Fucker later. So <laughs> Okay, okay. I did not just, see that. Yeah. You usually <laughs> vote for yourself, so... <laughs> Well, I do not have a martyr complex. I don't like being a <laughs> okay, that is actually I didn't even say that. Okay, you implied it and and it's Sounds, okay. I, I took thought it. it. I thought it. And I it swallowed it down. All right, guys. Um this book though uh is I guess a fan recommend. Um yes. we got this recommendation from Alessandra Rosso via email. Uh Jana, you wanna tell us what she said while we're reading it? Yes. Um we applaud your recommendation. It really sold us. Here it is. This book is a quick read and it's absolutely awful. So right away we were like, quick. <laughs> Intriguing. Okay. The premise is that an extreme type A 
quote unquote career woman gets engaged and falls asleep immediately after coming home from dinner. You know, because she's so excited. <laughs> she then has a dream that it's five years into the future and she's engaged to a new man in a new apartment and wearing different clothes than she would ever buy. She wakes up back in the present. I read this book a year ago and still think about how bad it is. The author doesn't even bother to fully develop any of the characters or to give them any kind of believable life. The two women at the center of the story have no personality or autonomy over their own lives. And the men in the story lack any emotional depth to the point where they just feel like giant Ken dolls for the women to transport, pose, and pretend to interact with. <laughs> that is actually an amazing description of this book. Like, yes. And doesn't give away any of the twists. So bravo to her. Um, Such truly. as they are. The Such as they are. Um, <laughs> I... I do feel like we should read the back, like the blurb of this book at some point, but we can, we can do that after uh, Sabrina sums it up. But first, how'd you guys consume this book? How'd you read it? Well, you know, the order of this book got a little bumped. So I was, I have been reading ahead, very proud of myself, but mm. I read this one yesterday in the evening after coming home from a hike because um, I'm very athletic and just like nature and I care for my body <laughs> and nourish that, myself sure. spiritually and physically. <laughs> uh, but it, I think I started reading at like five or six and finished at 10. And I read every page. I didn't skim. So that's how quick of a read this book is, which mm -hmm. is nice for the, the cast. Yeah, we love it. From the read. library. Sabri. I got it from the Brooklyn Public Library. I picked it up in person and that was an adventure. I went to a branch I've never been to before and I thought that they closed at six. So I rushed there. And as it turns out on Thursdays, which is the day that I got it, they close at eight. So I had a lot of time, even though I had flown in there and I got this little soft back. I read I it on my back. couch over mm. the weekend in the mornings and great time to read i just i savored every minute of reading this book uh-oh i don't like the sound of that. okay i'm excited <laughs> savored it i uh i did this i tried to get this out of the library but it was actually like fully checked out weeks in advance couldn't get it uh so i ended up purchasing the audible um Guys, I'm a little sad nobody listened to it because I wanted to talk about like the like one of the characters. Her voice is so like annoying and grating in the in the reading of the book that I was like, I couldn't tell if it was the character or it was how the per the person was reading the character. Was but it Bella's character? It was very. It was Bella. Yeah, it was Bella. It I think that comes insane. across in the text. Okay, it does. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then the then, actor did the text justice. OK. All right. OK. OK. That's good to know. Mm. Um, all right. Well, Sabrina, do you want to sum it up? I will sum it up. I I will give the premise that my summary is remarkably similar to our, our recommend. <laughs> I, I <laughs> as I've previewed a bit, I enjoyed this book. So the big differences is, is that um my summary is nice, 
but it's giving what the book the, the respect it deserves. So. Oh this. my god! I actually finished this book and thought I hate this book, and I might hate anyone that likes the book. <laughs> oh my god! Well, That's how I strongly am. I felt. Wow. You guys, this I love it. Makes a face a great, to my hate. Great cast! I'm so excited. I'm so wow. excited. Aww. Sabrina, go ahead. Give us the summary. So I'll give you the summary. We are introduced to our main character, Danny, at the top of the book. She has a life plan. She's working at the law firm of her dreams, on track to make partner, and gets engaged to David, a man who fits into her life perfectly. And then she has a dream about her life five years from now, and she's living in a different apartment, and she makes a passionate love with a different man whose name she discovers is Aaron Gregory. And this dream is so vivid that she cannot shake the feeling that it was real. She even goes to therapy about it. And the therapist refers to it as a premonition. And then the rest, an excellent (laughs) therapist. And then the rest of the book portrays the five years between the now and the dream date, which is December 15th, 2025. And the book unpacks whether it was just a dream or if it was a true glimpse into the future. Great. I would argue, though, with your saying that it was five years between now and the dream date, I would say it was just six months prior. There, It does focus largely on the fourth year, but (laughs) there's some peppering in. In five years, the title is starting off started off on a wrong foot for me because that was should have just been in six months <laughs> you know I don't know it's stupid it was stupid I did not like how it was like five years later and then it was like four and a half years later yeah. but let's go let's go let's go okay we just, I guess we need to go Jana's jugs Jana what's well, your I'd what's, like to do jugs but if I may quickly with a summary with all due respect Sabrina sure sure um, what happened there? Just sort of a gentle recap you would find <laughs> at yeah. the top of Goodreads on a, an Amazon uh, you know, listing for the book. I felt that this book deserved a kind summary. I didn't want it bogged down in me writing parts for people who weren't going to respect the parts. <laughs> We're going to try and betray me and my girl Rebecca Searle and yeah so I wrote it that way and also I really wanted to ground the readers in this amazing plot wow that is not the plot of the book I will I will also add but we can definitely get into that that is the plot of the book I I didn't give away any how about the Big old cancer diagnosis that takes up 90% of the book. book. Okay, (laughs) that goes over halfway into the book. It is a spoiler right now. I think all of these summaries are misleading, and they are purposefully so. Absolutely. They are completely misleading. Like, this book which, is about someone that gets cancer and dies of cancer. That's oh the my whole god! Book. What I a spoiler! Agree. You guys are ruining the end of the book. I'm helping anyone who might have been I thinking agree. that that sounded good. That's so crazy! Oh my gosh! Listen, <laughs> you're listeners. upset that I've ru- <laughs> yes. 
this <laughs> author ruined literature. Oh my gosh. It is. Oh my God. Absolutely not. No. There's. Oh my God. Listeners, it's this whole big, like, will she meet this man? And then she does meet this man and he's dating her friend. And you have to, like, try and figure out how you want them to get together. But, you know, luckily, since the friend gets cancer, then, you know, before she dies, this woman can hook up with the man. That's okay. Her friend's going to die anyway. That's the main character we're supposed to follow. Also, you're set up to believe that she is gets engaged to this guy. But that was also like that's just a lie. lie. Like the premonition just lies. It's It's super accurate, but she lies about it. No. Oh, my God. You guys are way missing the point. You guys, we are going too deep. We have so much more to cover. I'm sorry. Sabrina, though, but I I just want you to know I appreciate you, and I'm really excited to hear your crazy wrong perspective. But John, it's Jugs. Let's go. It's Jana's Jugs. Okay. Hello, everyone. This segment is called Jana's Jugs, and today we are picking a jug based on a stupid thing that the author did over and over and over again in the book, which was just explain (gasps) nonsense details about what the characters were eating or drinking for no reason. Uh, Imagine a book generated by AI that just pulled things from the internet and thought these seem to be what humans talk about because they're search terms. Um, Instead, it's been put into a book for us to ingest as though it is um, something worth reading. So here's, <laughs> sorry. I'm you guys are. <laughs> okay, okay, so this no is how, she... no, okay. So um, she's out to dinner. Uh, our main character's out to dinner with her boss and her boss gestures to the waiter. I'll have a kettle one. No, sorry. And her boss gestures to the waiter. I'll have a kettle on the rocks. Two lemons, he says. The waiter turns, but Aldridge calls him back. No, actually, I'll have a scotch. Neat. Okay? I don't know why <laughs> we see his first order, why he's, we see a different order. It never comes back in any way that's significant. Um, I guess sometimes people change their orders. That's a really cool insight into That character, uh, yeah, the really humanity. interesting character. Um, so anyway, our drink of choice tonight is... Um, scotch neat or uh if you wanted something a little bit lighter you can go with a stewart's cream soda over ice which is a cream dirty i got that um that That's but that you don't have a connection in the book. for that <laughs> yeah sabrina the slice you of lo- humanity in the book is good how so what what insight on the human condition what? is that no, providing it, us or, or the like character the little- the little detail mm. just I it's can't a real thing this. that would happen why do we it's have a the real details. thing that would happen you guys okay. we have so much to talk about but we unfortunately have to go on a commercial break listen to this buy it or rent it or i don't know what the commercial if you can afford it if you can if don't you can afford forced <laughs> but if you're if you live in the rebecca searle universe you probably can um we'll be right back Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. All right. We're talking In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. We've already got a nice division line for this one. Um, but before I'm, we start arguing, we should talk about the author in the book. I'm going to insist that I do the author parts. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. You guys, Sabrina, take worried. it. You guys clearly don't respect her, and she deserves respect. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Tell us about Rebecca. Unless there are mean parts in this outline, and then I'll punch it <laughs> at, at the appropriate time. Okay. Our author, Rebecca Searle, is 36 years old, I guess maybe now maybe when she wrote it it's not clear she was born in philadelphia much like some other celebrities um she grew up in maui and los angeles which is fun she lived in new york murray hill specifically after college before she moved to la if you don't know new york that tells you so much about her yes it does (laughs) And if you live on Earth, you know what it means to have grown up in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would guess that she has money. But listen, mm. I can't fault people for being born into wealth. Mm. She loves. Oh, my God. OK, she loves shiny hair. She loves me is what I'm <laughs> coffee, yoga and pretending to be British. I instantly know we would be friends. Vomit. She's- vomit. <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. That's fun. She's fun. What's <sighs> not to like about that? I'm it's sure amazing. she has an excellent uh, British accent. I'm sure she, you know, it's it's completely realistic. It's just something that like a Charming. 15 year old would think would make them interesting. Exactly. I, hope. Well, I bet she has yeah. fun glasses, too. <laughs> Um, Rebecca sold her first novel at 24, (laughs) started with young adult books, famous, I can't, (laughs) I forgot how to do it. Are you having fun, Sabrina? Is that really fun? Yeah, I am having a lot of fun. (laughs) Is it something you love? Famous, in love, made into a show on Freeform. Oh, I thought it was infamous, but maybe it was famous. And it was canceled after two seasons, but... Okay, so I, de- I never watched the show, nor did I read that book, but I um, talked to a friend about reading this current book, and she said that based on what she knows about that TV series, it seems like it was like a, a very different style of writing than she does now, which is just interesting. It shows that she's versatile. In 2018, she started writing adult novels. I think I think we mean like adult, not smutty adult, but I would take either. And she writes about friends a lot. And here's a a quote. (laughs) I was single for a long time. And when you don't partner young, your friendships often have the complexities of romantic relationships. The women in my life are so powerfully important to me. Those relationships are just right front and center. And 
I really appreciate that. I God. I understand that. I, I just like assume she writes about friends a lot because she has no friends. That was my so first she imagined oh my what gosh. it would be like no. to have a female friend. <laughs> she cannot. Wow. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. <laughs> I think we would talk about um, what drinks we're having and <laughs> the weather. Out of here. <laughs> Based on her wealth and where she grew up, I feel like she probably like went to summer camp as a kid. And I think that people who went to summer camp have lifelong friends that they made at camp. So I bet that she has friends that she made at camp. She probably has parents who have friends who have children. And even though she's an adult now, they still make their children oh hang out God. with her. It's like, they please like go each talk other. to Rebecca. They genuinely like each other. Please okay. ask how Rebecca how she's doing. <laughs> she says that she does not think her books are fluff. Girl, I don't either. And she doesn't care if other people do. Um, she says writing something that appears fluff, which means it reads seamlessly, by the way, that's is not what quite it means. a lot of work. <laughs> I think if something is joyful and fluffy, that's a wonderful contribution. I write to make people feel, to make people feel and sort out how I feel. If I'm doing that, I'm not too concerned with what category I'm in. Oh, my God, Rebecca. I love you. Okay, Great. Sure. Okay. <laughs> the book itself was published in March of 2020. Oh, weird time in the world. Makes Six you weeks. think. Makes you think what? <laughs> I don't know. What did she know and when did she know it? <laughs> <laughs> It spent six weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. It is a romance. It is her sixth book. Um, it is a Good Morning America, Fab Fit Fun, and Marie Claire book club pick. Okay. HBO Max has the rights. Fuck yeah. And um, we have to read the back blurb. Yeah, I just, I, I, I added that, but I actually don't know if we do given. My problem with the back blurb was how misleading it was, but it seems like Sabrina's into how misleading it was. I mm -hmm. don't think it was misleading. And everyone's really... Mm -hmm. So, well, this is just going to be more of a conversation, I guess, as we continue on. Let's meet um, the characters, shall we? Do you think that our recommender was misleading? No, I think she knew, she purposefully was like not giving away why it sucked. Mm -hmm. What? No, that's That was not my question. <laughs> so you Do think she purposely hid what you think was the whole book um she yeah. no i don't think she yeah. was <laughs> intentionally misleading i think she gave us the like here's how it starts and and that was a paragraph and then below that is a paragraph about how it made her feel yeah um, made her angry. yeah i don't I and don't so think. she didn't you know if she had had one more sentence she probably would have said by the way most I, of the book this is actually, not a romance <laughs> i feel like uh, when describing this book, it is a real a book to this book to someone who hasn't read it and is perhaps wanting to read it. It mm. is a disservice to tell the cancer part. I I disagree. I think, <laughs> I I think you got to prepare look, yourself. I hear, Maybe I you're someone that doesn't want to uh, <laughs> read about someone. Uh, getting cancer and then nothing redemptive happening at all. The only lesson just, learned is like, no and you, the others in your life will move on without you and they will happily get together. I just feel like in five years you read it, you're like, oh, she's engaged, wakes up five years later, engaged to someone else. 
Sounds fun. Sounds like some magical realism, romance. I'm going to find out like, oh, this love story. It's going to be, it's going to be, she's going to have to figure it out, but it's going to be fun. A mystery. That, a mystery, but like immediate. she only spends an hour in the future and then back and then that was it. And that's really where, it, for me, it went downhill, but um. You know what it's like? It, you know that book we read, The Q Train? It'd be like if the, they set up that whole premise <laughs> that she's like, okay, well, the Q is for love. Uh, whatever that book was. Uh, and they set up this whole thing where it's like time traveling, jumping between eras. They meet on the train. And then like 10 pages of the book, it's just like, and now we're going to talk about rabies. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> this is 90% just yeah, a book on yeah, how I the dangers. And, <laughs> and look, I know, Jada, that you particularly don't want to read cancer books. You've I do not. That. I don't have, per se, an issue with cancer books, but I have a problem with this cancer book. <laughs> yes. And here's my issue with it is like, a lot of people ha- are touched by this in their lives, unfortunately, personally or with their family. And it's like uh, to use it as like a, a, first of all, a quick way to like kill off a character. Uh, and then secondly, Wish it a was way quicker. to like, yeah, and a way to engender sympathy is like off. It just feels like a cheap move. There are so many ways you can make us feel empathetic. There are so many ways you can write a drama. It just feels like you reached for the quickest, easiest thing you could. Right. I, and I think f- like, you know, people can write about this experience for sure. People should. I think the way she used it was cheap. Rebecca Searle is very clear for me just from what she wrote and from her background that she does not know what struggle is. And to her, the only struggle is someone dying or being broken up with. And that is all that she has in this book. Well, okay, but those are real it. struggles. Those are definitely real struggles. Wow. And it's just A to A to Z. How about that? Let's just jump I mean, A to Z. <laughs> losing somebody having somebody sick that is a real struggle and if that's an experience that you've had and that's what you can pull from to write about does that's Rebecca okay. have that experience is that something I don't know okay I don't I'm know that guess she, doesn't. she doesn't I'm gonna guess she doesn't I'm I mean I'm, I'm certain guess. That she's lost somebody to illness she's 36 years old sure sure but it would be a brother best friend like crazy it's the one thing money can't fix mm-hmm yeah, wow. and that's what wow. she was really. And that's, that's really why what the it's the only about. struggle she could imagine. I think. <laughs> I, I just, it's just like what I would have. It's like I don't Actually, know when I was writing. Oh, yeah, I when know. I was writing like books in sixth grade, and I didn't know what struggle was, and so it's just like to me, it was just like divorce, brother died in a train accident. Like those are the kind of stories I wrote fifth grade, and that's why it's <laughs> wild to me that I'm like, this is a 36 year old woman. No, this but is what we're going that with? is a I don't like I don't understand this line of complaint because it's <laughs> definitely a real struggle and it would be truly traumatizing. It just felt very fake to me. It's I don't fake. Know. It's too. It, it's it too felt much. fake and it felt cheap and it unearned a very unearned. And I don't know. It's it blindsided me with it. I don't like that. I just I just personally felt like if her character, the main character, I guess let's talk a little bit. Danny, the main character, she's very rich, lives in Murray Hill, moves to Grand Mercy. She's a lawyer, seems to just have a very lovely existence. Nothing ever goes wrong. So this is my problem. Nothing ever goes wrong, even in her work when she's kind of being shitty at it. Nothing ever goes wrong. Everything she does that seems like, oh, maybe she's doing something bad, 
it works out perfectly. So this is a character that has everything work out perfectly for them, except when her brother died, which is just brought up briefly, and then her friend gets cancer. So it's like, I, I just need more color. I need more like this person just having a perfect storied life and then they're it's just boring i I, I would say like her job goes well definitely perfect and that is perfect yes it it does go quite well but (laughs) but i don't think the other things go that well like she's in a relationship for seven and a half years that isn't the right relationship she has to like extricate from that relationship that's her but like it wasn't like he was bad to her or manipulative or anything that was happening that she was struggling against it was really just she was a dumb bitch who couldn't break up with him (laughs) i don't know thing like you can be with a person who's perfect for you on paper and you're Mm -hmm. with them for so long that it's a it is a real challenge then i would say sorry go ahead Mm-hmm. Then I would suggest the author write a book about that because it was kind of just like a footnote in this story. And I think that's an interesting yeah. story. I think you're right. No, but OK, that's not what this book is about, but it gave her depth and something that wasn't. Perfect, I don't know. I think it just made point. her a bad char- like a bad character, an unlikable character is all it did. No main character is likable. That's not true. Your main character should be likable in some way or else no one's going to be interested in them. (laughs) I guess they're likable, but they're all total assholes, main characters. This main character was like, do you know how the New York Times does that section sometimes in real estate? And it's like, this young couple (laughs) wanted a... They needed a three-bedroom, lots of light, and their only requirement was that it be turnkey. Which <laughs> yeah. apartment did they choose? Like, they just took a character out of that, literally, and they slapped her on the page, and that's the first thing we knew, was, like, um, they, they, she explains that she lives in Murray Hill, which was tragically the only place in the city where a pair of 28-year-olds could afford a two-bedroom apartment with a full kitchen in a doorman building. And oh I was just God. like, okay. You suck. You suck. Where is well, the okay. turn going to happen where I'm going to feel exactly. an ounce I, of empathy for yes, this character? Yes, yes. I was waiting for that. And then so when the, the dream happened, I was like, oh, okay. Yes, finally. Like, there's going to be something that's just this girl who sucks. She's boring. Everything goes her way. Something's throwing her off. But then it's like, it didn't throw her off that much. Like, she went to therapy and then just continued on her life for four and a half years that we just skimmed yeah. right on through. It was she's like broken. How, but how, like, we don't see that. We just time future. We just skip over time. And then it's like, why was that? Why did, why was it five years? Like it should have just honestly, one simple correction editor should have made. Let's just have that dream be six months in the future i think let's have it happen because that's what we hung out in let's just do that six months in the future but i think the reason for that is because they're they're justifying that she's going along her life in this plan that she has Mm -hmm. and but she stops checking off these other things and so it's not just like a immediate 
this is what's happening. It's like, no, life has continued on and she has worked toward the goals that she set herself for. Her life goal was to marry by set, 30. She's already she off out. her goals. <laughs> she already fucked yeah, up. But, she's, but like she wanted to make her way up to partner at this law firm. She wanted to move to Gramercy. She wanted to do these things. And so it's like showing that she's cashing in on those things. And all the while, this thing is still like eating away at her. It's true. And like another thing I just thought of just to kind of agree with Sabrina is they do make this move to Gramercy and and they're living, you know, they buy an apartment. Gramercy's like one of the most exclusive neighborhoods in New York. By also, the way. I have to la- I have just want to butt in and add my sister first moved to Murray Hill and then mm-hmm. Gramercy. She followed a very similar path that it, it really grossed me out. Because <laughs> like, uh, uh, she's so- like in wealth management. It's like this is people you don't like feel bad for. I don't understand. So she moves to Gramercy and, you know, she and her husband have this apartment they bought. And um, one of the you know perks of their building is that there's a beautiful park right out in front of their building that they have a key to, but they've actually only used their key to their private rich person park one time so far. And she is, she needs to find the time to go out there with David and have a nice coffee in that park soon. And it breaks okay. my heart to I think about. I feel like you <laughs> cruelly introduced that. Like you were going to um, no. maybe open your mind. You said, I want to agree with Sabrina a little bit. And it yeah. feels like you deliberately did it to trick me, <laughs> which I don't care for. I pulled okay. a Rebecca. So let's talk a little bit. So Danny, again, just to go back to she's got David. They've been dating for a while. He's in finance. She's a lawyer. Wow. They both are super successful. Lots of money. Um, They everything she like. We find out from our better character. She does everything by the book. She's got a plan for everything. She's getting engaged. 28. That's part of her plan. Um, She's very excited Nothing's wrong, but then she falls asleep, as as mentioned in the uh, a person who recommended um, their their uh, I think blurb. They said, yeah. yeah, she she falls asleep for some reason. Just little takes a little nap. 10, 10 p.m. 10, 11 p.m. nap nappy nap after she got engaged. Um, and in that nappy nap, uh, she dreams uh, about uh, waking up in apartment in. It's disgusting area. You guys want to tell us, tell them oh, where? Oh, she- yeah. It's like this really low rent neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's called Dumbo. If oh, you oh, it. it has ooh. dumb right in the name. <laughs> yeah, there and you it's go. right across the water in Brooklyn. Um, it's these big loft buildings um, that have this view of the Manhattan no skyline and cobblestone streets uh it's just not somewhere she would have pictured okay. her <laughs> sarah and jana are like lying to you about how this character it's felt about this she did not she did not have any qualms with the quality of dumbo dumbo right. is famously where like leonardo dicaprio lives it's a very expensive nice neighborhood she was just a little bit taken aback that she was in Dumbo because she didn't live there. Okay. And she would never set foot there usually. Listen, um, if you can't make fun of the book on its own merits, that's <laughs> I feel that's I a sign that the book is good. Uh, sure. Um, that's so a little bit she, like the fluff argument from before. She wakes up and the big thing is, you know, we just she just got enough ring on her finger, engaged, but oh my God, 
she's got a different ring on her finger. She must be engaged. She's engaged to someone else. It's this guy walking in. Spoiler, the ring was apparently on a different finger, but um, the author just thought it was cool to lie to us so that we she would think she us. was engaged. Yes, she did. She, didn't lie she definitely us. describes it as an engagement ring. Also, when she it is she an lied. engagement ring. It is yeah. an engagement ring. It's, All right. it's, it's being purposefully... It's being purposefully misleading. But, it's stupid. No, but the thing is, is that she doesn't know either. But Danny you would, if it's know. on a different ring, which I, I would have loved the thought, then it would have been fine if she'd been like, ah, I have an engagement ring. Oh, I'm a dumb bitch who put it on the wrong finger. Give me that then. <laughs> it is on the middle finger, and I will give you that. I do think Danny would have thought about that, but Danny in this scene is very confused. Mm-hmm. She just woke up. It's five years later. TV's she, on. Yeah, she finds out it's five years later from the TV. So she's confused. So it's probably not and her. there's fr- a guy her there. Her thought is, where is my engagement ring? Whose engagement ring is And then this? instead of explaining to this guy that like, hey, I just woke up five years in the future. I don't know what's going on. She just fucks him. Um, but it's a good fuck. It's a good fuck for her. Uh, really kind good. of like better than David even though I do think she and David their sex is not described as bad no it's good sh- but uh, yeah. this was mind blowing so it was like you know David and her at 8 this was at a 10 and then so she when she wakes up and she's back in 2020 the present she just cannot stop thinking about that that 10 dick you know mm-hmm. um She's with Aaron Gregory, who she finds his driver's license. That's how she knows his name. And she also finds out that he's 6'4". Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So imagine that dick. Um, Sure. Yeah. So this is, so it's weird. It's so specific. And then at that point, instead of doing anything, like this is such a real dream to her. It's not just a dream. It's a premonition. Instead of, I don't know, Googling the name, um, doing any sort of, anything with this information she just puts it to the side um although she does use it to judge harshly her fiance i will say i had a dream i'm convinced it's real yeah i still think it was a dream i'm not gonna google that person i might but it would be like kind of crazy of me to do so Mm -hmm. okay i can buy that sure but i think if 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 you're not going to accept that it's real, you're going to say, and it's bothering you so much, you're going to a therapist. Maybe this dream is a sign to obviously break up with your fiance. That would be the number one obvious thing that she chooses not to do for no. four and a half years, and that you're not pissed me do off. That. Pissed if me you off. Have a dream like that. You are not going to end your relationship. You are. It is affecting you so much that you have to go to the therapist and then you continuously push back the actual marriage. It is affecting you that much. It's a sign. Break up with David. Obviously. Let's talk about David for a second because I think we're all going to be on the same page here. (laughs) I think we we will all hate David. (laughs) Do we all think David is the worst? I actually don't Hate think David, David is the worst. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Why do you think David is the worst? Here is my two reasons for hating David. Okay. Number one, even though Danny likes board games, David thinks they're childish. And if we're, this is a quote, 
And if we're playing something, it should be strengthening our brain pathways, which both Bridge and Rummy do. I'm just going to stop us right there. Anyone who, I think she picked two card games that she thinks people don't play. Um, <laughs> Rummy people do. does not strengthen your brain pathways. It is basically adult go fish. Uh, it's certainly not more complex than the very interesting board games that exist right now. <laughs> so that is a crazy argument. And she says it as it's fact. Bridge and rummy strengthen your brain pathways, but board games are frivolous. Okay, here's the other thing that I hated about him. David and Danny arrive at a beach house and he has just driven five hours and they get there. And then he very nicely goes to pick someone else up. And she's like, oh babe, do you want me to go do it? She doesn't really mean it, but she like asks. Um, and he says he can't because he forgot to put her on the rental agreement for the rental car. So it wouldn't be safe to have her drive a couple blocks to pick. I feel like up. they would or, both be on the same page with that, though. Or he was giving her an out because he knew it was an empty offer. And he gave her such a kind yeah, out. That one didn't bother that me. She so didn't much, have Jana. to feel like an asshole. He's like, well, mm. you're not on the rental agreement anyway. And she's like, oh, you're right. I can't do it. I think um, David was okay. very bland, colorless, and boring. But I felt ultimately sorry for him because Danny's such a bitch. And I'm like, honestly, don't know why it took him so long to break up with her. And I will say the only good part of the book was when he broke up with her because... It was like such a long time coming and I was like, she sucks. Somebody tell her that she sucks. And it was like, finally, somebody doing it. Um, he did it in his typical bland way. Also, He didn't <laughs> yeah, say yeah, like, you true. suck. Get out. He was like, I just don't think you want to marry me. And that <laughs> makes, you know how sometimes my mouth turns up at the tops? It makes my <laughs> mouth turn down this time. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God. He was very boring. David. I didn't love him, but I thought he was the perfect character to be in that role mm. because I thought he was yeah. pretty unobjectionable. And I could see having a hard time ending that relationship, especially when you are someone who's like, I I have to be engaged by 28. I have to right. be partner and again, by 35. Again, would believe if she hadn't already thrown that to the wayside by not get not getting married like if she was still on track to get married by her goal at 30 i would have been with the character but she already fucked that so she's already like either this is way bigger than her typical i'm on top of itness or it's just like she isn't like that anymore i i agree sarah that feels like a plot hole honestly she she does have so much in her character when the book starts where she's like, mm -hmm. two minutes and 17 seconds. That's how long it takes me to wash my face and put on lotion. Eight minutes to do my hair if I shower, which first of all, okay. Eight <laughs> minutes to finish your hair if it's soaking wet from a shower. That is yeah. really blunt. She really was short. Crazy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has a buzz. <laughs> so she runs her hands through it. That was like infuriating when I think about the amount of time it takes me to dry my hair and then, yeah. you know, I'm arrange you it. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely with you there. I think, I think it's realistic that a person could be regimented by numbers 
but then come up against that conflict of like not being capable of actually marrying the person that you're engaged to because you know deep down in your heart that it's not the right fit. So even though you're regimented by these numbers, it doesn't feel like you're abandoning your whole self by pushing back the wedding. Because after all, too, it's at that time, like just pushing back the wedding. She's still engaged. She's still on track for everything else. And she can keep justifying why she's pushing back the wedding. I just felt that she was a decisive character who was extremely indecisive. And if it was, it it was apparent to everyone this was obviously not the right match and the fact that she strung him along as long as she did made her the shittiest person that was just one shitty part of her character though i think we need to talk about bella though bella 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 her best friend since i don't know they were like Mm. five or eleven or something Bella. Yes. So Bella is. If there's a clock ticking toward anything, it should be your happiness. That's honestly (laughs) how it was read in the book. Oh god! Yikes! I did want to say one thing about Rebecca that I didn't care for, and something I thought was really crazy in the book, and so I wanted to Rebecca, the author, or or Danny, the character. Danny. I meant Danny. Danny. Okay, Danny. Um, as a part of her regimentedness, one of her things that she does in her regiments is, um, (laughs) before something big that she wants to go well, like an interview for her dream job, she insists on having on the go, not even at home before she's dressed, a bagel with white fish, (laughs) which is so crazy. Like, she also <laughs> eats it. Why is it crazy? The, it's she crazy eats it in the bagel shop all sometimes. Over your shirt. You, you get it all over your shirt. You're going to smell like whitefish. There's so many things that could go wrong when yes. you like get into your nice interview outfit. And then are, are you not wearing makeup? Because if you have any like little lip color on or any foundation around your mouth, like whitefish is getting on that and you've got to wipe it off. It's that's crazy. The <laughs> other thing is. Bagel shops are the most wonderful thing in New York. But when you go into one in the morning, you will leave smelling like a garlic bagel. It doesn't matter if you're in there for three minutes. It doesn't matter if you're in there for 20 seconds. You're going to smell like a garlic bagel. And she says that she sometimes eats the whitefish bagel in the bagel shop. So she is absolutely (laughs) coming into this interview just like smelling like burned garlic and whitefish. It's it's on her. It's on her shirt somewhere insane it's that was really crazy wow. i'm proud of you for acknowledging that sabrina oh yeah <laughs> all right guys i want to keep going but i think we should take a quick commercial break and come back because we still have a f- two more characters to talk about literally that's it i think we shouldn't take a break we are going to we'll be right back <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. We're talking in five years by Rebecca Searle. Guys, we're still just talking about the characters, um, although kind of talking about plot, too. But yeah. um, let's talk about Bella, the artist uh, best friend from childhood. Um, Stunning has, beauty. Yeah. And you see Danny is like rich. Um, but, but Danny's like, worked for it to be rich. Right. That's well, true. I mean, yeah, sure. She works as well, but I think she also came from money, as obvious by her talking about where she lived outside of Philly and where she went summered in New Jersey. Yes, yeah, she lived uh, the main oh, yeah. line of Philadelphia. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. very she's very wealthy. So it's fun to have like a oh wealthy character and then have an even more wealthy best friend. Um, yeah. It's fun, but she's like artsy. Um, her parents are kind of bad, so she just likes to travel and stuff. Um, I didn't understand why these two were friends from the get-go. I was like, what do they have in common other than just saying they grew up together just sounded so easy because I was like, because their care, their personality didn't seem to go together at all. And I was yeah. just like, what do they like? Do they have similar interests? What's going on? I don't, I I never, I feel like we just kept hearing from Danny's perspective, her like talking about how much she cared for her, but we didn't actually see it ever. And that really bothered me about their we relationship. We didn't see Danny caring for Bella or Bella caring for Danny. I, feel I think like both. By the end of the book, we definitely saw a great deal of both of those. Um, we saw some um, kind of obsessive tendencies i would say some some like real psychological issues in <laughs> danny i would say um, they're also the kind of girlfriends that are very different from us as girlfriends i think that's none true. of us are particularly touchy affectionate people except with our partners i think all four of us are that way like the only person i really touch is matt well, I'm afraid that you guys will think that I'm coming on to you. <laughs> I would be honored. Oh, my God. I'm not uh, afraid of that. Just I just uh, don't touch you because I don't want to. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And, and I just that's the kind of friendship we've always had with us where it's like, I, I don't know if I like patted you, it'd be like, are you are you dying? Are you yeah. OK? <laughs> and theirs is like they basically uh -huh kiss they cuddle like they they like pull on one pajama shirt and go inside of it together that's like the level <laughs> sleepovers yeah. they want. I did think earlier on that I was like okay this is who she's in love with and she's gonna realize her sex her about her sexuality that's gonna that be I thought that was the arc early on that I was been guessing interesting, but I'm glad that it didn't go there because you hate gay people I hate gay people <laughs> I don't want to read about that no, I, I'm glad it didn't go there because I, I do feel like those kind of female friendships really do exist. And just because I'm thirsty for a little gay action in a book doesn't mean it should happen. Okay, oh, actually, sure. they make a point to say that Bella is bi, like in this... Okay, like was that a problem no not at all of course but it just felt like the author just like wanted to be like it's not all just straight characters in the book 
Like because, <laughs> because someone, you don't see calls, her with a woman. You just see her with guys. Bella straight, and then she's like, actually, I'm bi. I guess that's real. Like I understand. It, it is just real. felt like. I know it somebody is pretending real. to be bi. You mean that's real? No, because <laughs> she, okay. she is. Don't just... participate in bi erasure here. Okay, right. but like right. we should her, her conquests are listed, and they were all males. Am I wrong? Exactly. Mm. It's it's been a series well, of like eight different men that they list. It's Maurice, Federico. Like it is this long line of men. They never say Amanda. Weird. That is true, but it's also a very realistic you could be a bi woman and have mostly male conquests i agree you could but have, you know what you show could don't exclusively tell. yeah i agree exclusively. show don't tell is my issue with everything related to bella because i think it was literally just all danny telling us that she was great that she was artsy or whatever but like i never saw it bella i actually was my least favorite character in this book i thought she sucked so hard, so bad. <laughs> um, like, I wanted her to die. Oh, I, Jesus. Here's what I'll say. Is <laughs> I also wanted Bella to die. Oh, my different God. Reasons. But for different reasons. Okay. But I did find myself being like, Bella's got to die. It's the only way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they had too tight of a friendship for anything else to be okay yeah bella had to go so bella's like living in paris she i don't know does art vaguely um she's an art dealer she runs a a gallery yeah yeah that comes i feel like more at the end i feel like though we'd ever see her doing any gallery things that's like a realization danny has that was like oh wait she because he's like describes her as like a flighty like lives by the seat of her pants type person doesn't really belong anywhere like kind of describing her in this way of like a pixie dream friend but she (laughs) actually had been running successfully a gallery for many years she had been working on it by bought an apartment renovated it for her like it was just like all this stuff that it was like what is this character (laughs) who is is she who danny thinks she is or is she who is described at the end but um bella is in new york she introduces David and Danny um, again four and a half years after this dream to uh, Greg who you guys might remember the person from the dreams Aaron Gregory and, and yeah no it's the same guy it's the same, it's guy. The same guy it's crazy he so comes into stupid. her life I and love how his, go ahead his name is Greg because um you know, people just started calling him Greg and that stuck. But um, Danny weirdly insists weirdly. on calling him Aaron, even though everyone, including Bella, calls him Greg. And it's clearly this like weird setup where it's like their special thing. It's my special name for him. If someone has a fucking special name for my boyfriend, that's their pet name for him. Get the fuck out. Yeah. No. And I at one point, special name for the person. Not Bella's you. like, why are you calling him Aaron? Yeah, which was also funny because she one didn't know his first name was Aaron. Really, like, come well, on. Well, she knew. She knew. Did she? She's. Dumb. It'd be like, <laughs> it would be like if I was calling you Birdie, and Mike was like, "Why are you calling her Birdie?" No, it and would I'd be, be like because like if- her last name is Burton, and he'd be like, "Yeah, but good no. God." It, no, it would be like if everyone weirder. called her. <laughs> 
birdie and then you just started calling her you were like i'm gonna use her full given name actually because i'm not gonna ask her what she wants to be called i'm just gonna do it call her sarah i'm gonna call you sarah i'm gonna actually start calling you birdie it is a fun name do you like that sarah (laughs) i have been her i've also i bert i've been called bert yeah that's been a nickname from other people have called me bert too so so I'm not, not a while. the first, but I will be the most frequent. Yeah, sure. That's probably true. Anyway, so Bella sucks. She comes and she's like, oh, here's Aaron or here's Greg. And she's like, Aaron from my dream four and a half years ago, which is like how four and a half years ago. Do you really rem- remember things that vividly? If like, it's do you, all you can think about. Absolutely. Which again, if it's all she can think about, why are you with David? But okay, because and even if it was want you, you're psychotic. You can't stop thinking about. Thank a you. Dream man. And that is true. She is psychotic and she cannot stop thinking of a dream man. Because like even if something happened four and a half years ago, I wouldn't remember to the detail that she remembers this premonition, um, which I think is fascinating. But uh, so she this guy it's and she's like, wait, of our life. Yeah, but she yeah, has good sex. Dream. It's not like she's having bad sex. Yeah, that's true. But I do think it's telling that on her engagement night, this is also normal, but telling that on her engagement night, she's like, I shouldn't go to sleep. We're probably going to, you know, we should have sex. We just got engaged. And it's and like, then she falls asleep. Yeah. And if that's on your mind, I think that's actually, that is an example of show, don't tell. Rebecca, yeah. mark it down. <laughs> Let the record show. Shouldn't be together. Well, anyway, <laughs> so then it's like this thing where she's like mean to him because she's like, you know, oh my God, this is the guy from my premonition. And then he's like, I really want you to like me. And he's like trying hard to talk to her and meet up with her because he wants Bella's friend, best friend to like her. And and sure, fine. Like kind of a nice, I think, uh, understandable setup for like, oh, you're so you're at this point, I think you're like, oh, are she, is she and Aaron going to fall in love? Like, Yes. Is that going to happen? Yes. And you're salivating. You're like, how are they going to fall in love? How's Bella going to die to make this work? And it's fine at this point because I think Bella sucks. And you're like, whatever, her friend sucks. She's like going to move on to the next guy because this is how Danny has described her character. And it's not going to be it's going to be NBD. And finally, she'll break up with David Borabones. Um, but no, that's not what happens because Aaron actually really loves Bella. Why? I don't know. I don't know why he does. I don't know why anybody likes Bella. That is, it's, it's it's a manic pixie dream friend. That is who Bella is. And it was so infuriating to read. Maybe he likes her because she's rich and, um, he is a con man. We don't know much about him. I think it's possible. Very possible. Um, so then you're just basically like, well, then how is this engagement? How, how are they going to get from here to engaged, uh, by right. the end? And then you find out, oh my God, they're having a baby. So it's like, whoa. Bella and Aaron. Yeah. At this point you're like, well, they can't get together. Like there's no happy Oh outcome. my God. No, no, no. At this point you're like, they're going to have this baby. And then. Bella and David are going to die together in a car crash and they will come together to raise this baby. Okay. That's, that's what I was didn't thinking have at that this thought. point. Um, but Nightmare. And then, I did want David to die too, I guess. And then Bella, as a flighty, psychotic 
manic pixie dream friend is already like she has just taken a pregnancy test hasn't made it to i guess like the eight week or nine week appointment and she is already painting a room and buying clothes that does like a psychopath it seems very bella though it's no it doesn't it seems crazy (laughs) Well, <laughs> Bella is very manic. To me, yeah, yeah. To make that your character trait is fun because that means they can do anything and doesn't have to make sense, and that's why it's so fun and cute. Then it turns out that she is not pregnant. She actually has uterine cancer, ovarian can- cancer, ovarian, 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 ovarian cancer, which apparently uh, the book tells us in rare cases can turn up as a positive pregnancy test and can mimic the symptoms of pregnancy. So that's a cool new fear that every childbearing woman of a certain age can have when she reads this book. That's fun. Yeah, I didn't. Fun. Yeah, definitely fun. fun. Well, every sexually active child, sexually active with man, childbearing aged woman sure yes, okay she that's is true and she's stage three so it's like fun it's not stage four where it's like she's definitely gonna die it's just like she's 90 percent likely to die so that's like a fun 49. thing 49 no 53 53 sure um did you think she wasn't gonna die did anybody here think she wasn't gonna die <laughs> yeah, no. i wasn't sure you weren't sure yeah i wasn't sure was did i bad. want it did i Horrifying. want it in a less tragic way maybe is there but is there a non-tragic way for a 33 year old woman to die no um and this is where i think the fun the real danny comes out the real psycho danny comes out because she immediately this bella is a grown (laughs) woman an adult woman Mm -hmm. and danny immediately takes it on her to like take care like find the doctor goes to her appointments talks to the doctors i was just thinking during this i want i need to make it clear to you guys if i find out that i have some sort of stage three cancer please do not come to doctor appointments with me it's so fucking weird that she did that and i I, couldn't get over it that doesn't surprise me at all that that is your take on it I think, <laughs> okay. I think um, if this happens to you, I'm gonna do it anyway. Oh I'm my god! Come. Please do not. Please. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come. But I. That's your personality, and I know that you wouldn't want that. For no, it's a normal thing to do. <laughs> it's not for, normal to do what she did. For me, also. But okay, here's an added reason why I think this is an okay thing. Because Bella has just now started dating Aaron. They've been dating for like three months. And so they have very strong feelings for each other, but they're not life partners. She also has very sucky parents and doesn't have any siblings. Weird. In that scenario, I do think your best friend since you were five is probably the person going to those appointments with you. I'm just going to say it. It's super weird to be asking Aaron. I'm going to say it. I feel like, you know what? Walk me to the appointment. Walk me home from the appointment. Be a supportive friend. Don't come into the appointment and sidebar with the doctor. Like, that should, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's not, like, allowed also. But it, it, and the only yeah, way I they, agree. like, tried to make it allowed was, like, <laughs> she somehow gave you power of attorney or, like, whatever the bullshit they said. They didn't to even why say that. They just said she was listed as, like, her 
next, next of kin, of kin yeah, which it, it I was, don't <laughs> think gives you access to someone's medical records to have private conversations. She basically is like, doctor, I want to see a picture of her uterus. And the doctor's like, I don't know. And she's like, doctor, I'll either go in there and look at it myself or you'll show me a picture. Let's go. <laughs> it was an overstep. I... I could be wrong because I've never invited a friend into a doctor's appointment mm-hmm. with me. No, you wouldn't. But it's your <laughs> private information. So I do believe that you could invite anybody you want. Mm-hmm. You can't like throw a party. But it, it is like it's your privacy. It's no one else's privacy. So if you're willing to allow someone into that scenario, you can grant that. I, I will say I could see escorting a friend to appointments like this if that friend want. you know, I would be there. I can't imagine you would ever ask for that, Sarah. I can't imagine going into the room with them. That's like where that is 100% not something that would happen. Listen. 100%. Okay. Here. Let me give you an example of where this would be helpful. Okay. My mom goes to doctor's appointments by herself because she is a fully capable person. A couple of years ago, she went into the doctor and the doctor was like, she had a, a serious illness. The doctor was like, we are changing your diagnosis. We are saying that you don't have this illness anymore. Now we're saying you have this illness. My mom is telling me this story. And I said, what is the new illness? She said, can't remember what he said. And I was like, okay, did you catch like anything about the name? And she was like, such a long name. I was like, do you ask if it was genetic and because I selfishly, I'm like, is this genetic? Am I right. getting this disease? Sure. My mom was like, no, didn't ask. And I was like, OK, um, do you know if there are any like, is it terminal? Any of this? She's like, I'm going to figure this out at the next mm-hmm. appointment. So if a friend had gone in and because per- w- when you're getting this information, it can be overwhelming. Yes. Um, so if a friend had gone. I perhaps would have um, ha- been in a scenario where my mom knew what her new diagnosis was, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, I, do I would say- totally agree with Sabrina. And I think it in these kinds of appointments, it's helpful to have someone with you. And if you don't have a parent or a child or a life partner, I think a friend is a good choice. Sure. I will also add that she did have a partner Yes. And a parent. Of three months. Of three months, though. Also with her. So if the issue was wanting to catch things you might miss. Her parents did not come at the right time. Okay, but they came for a lot of it. They were there for a lot of the appointments. They were there for some, but at that point. I'm not saying they're great people, but. But at that point, you know. She's in, she's there. weirdly inserting. It's like she feeds off. It was like, I, it's like her life was so boring. And then she was just like. Oh, my friend has cancer. Ugh. Oh, yes. Something interesting in my life. And then she just was like inserting herself everywhere. It was so fucking weird. And also, if you're like your mother, I'm, you know, great. Excellent point with your mom. I do kind of feel like also some older parents, I they they do would do need help with stuff who don't like they don't know the technology. Well, we have no reason to think that Bella like would have trouble remembering or like is that type of character. It, it, it just well, there was no justification. There was not a good enough justification. Well, it just t- manic came off as dream friend, a manic yeah. pixie dream friend. And her and also at the same time, she's got other stuff. She's got a lot of work. 
she is planning a wedding. It's it's just like she was using it as an excuse to not do the stuff she actually had to do. And so that is shitty. Uh, but then she does nothing to get ready for the wedding. True. Well, she's really busy, Sarah, because she's also giving us near constant updates on the weather. <laughs> Every paragraph starts with the temperature what the high and the low will be, <laughs> what she's wearing to make sure that she's able to transition, uh, and what it will be later in the day. Did you find the temperature to be accurate? Because I just want to say one of my first notes about this book <laughs> was, I guess, I think this is when they were at, at the Jersey Beach. They had her character, or like a character say, shit, that's cold. Or I think this was, um, maybe it was Aaron Gregory, I don't know. And I got really angry because I said in August, the water's warm. Well, you fucking Sarah, idiot. Um, I agree with you. And but actually, the temperature at the Jersey Beach was quote warm and getting hotter in the mid eighties by lunchtime. But there was a cool breeze off the ocean. That doesn't matter. The ocean is the hot. temperature. Is, no, the here, ocean is warm, but in August. I agree. Coast. I just wanted but, to tell you it was specifically noted what the temperature was that day. Clara left a note for the weather that I wanted okay. to read from water. Clara. That was the water temp. Okay. Um, this is from Clara. When I was a small child and wrote a story where I described what every person ate, my dad was like, that's actually not necessary or interesting. <laughs> and while it was traumatizing, it was correct and made me a better writer. <laughs> that's really funny. Very good point, Clara. Um, I guess that wasn't about the weather. That was just about kind of the things she describes in general because the other thing she goes into details about is like the food scene in New York but it's not even good restaurants it's just like we went to Pret-a-Manger and he got two Nichois salads no, and no, they wait, go wait. To like Bouvet which is amazing they yeah they're just the she's name egg. dropping I also want to read the, wait sorry for God I wrote down a quote the Rainbow Room is located on the 65th floor of the 30 Rockefeller Plaza. It boasts one of the highest restaurant views in Manhattan. And from its magnificent windows and terraces, you can see the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building gloating amongst the skyline. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Like, what? <laughs> Why is that in this book? Like, I like are it. we a map? Like, what's Maybe going we on? We go to the Rainbow Room. Oh we were sitting God. in the rainbow room and my fiance, David, looked down at his watch. It was an apple. <laughs> okay. I Great. honestly I honestly think that like serendipity cats. Oh yeah, Times Square, Reformation in Soho. Okay, wait. I just wrote down some of the specifics. Oh, whitefish bagels, of course. I just felt like um I was embarrassed for New York for this from this book. I was like <laughs> it made me feel embarrassed. It was like a New York it just that I was like, oh, my God, like this person thinks they're so unique or like interesting by naming all these specifics. But they're just like so cliched and it's not interesting, actually, to just be like, this is the top restaurant. This is the top bagel place. This oh is gosh. the top. It's it's like she just named tourist traps. It was weird. Bouvet is not a tourist trap. I, could we go to Bouvet most frequently? It sounds nice. Yes. Yes, get a croque-monsieur. Ooh, yeah, it sounds good. God. It just we should do that more often. Yeah. We should. Mm-hmm. Should okay, we guys. leave the cast right now and go to Bouvet? Oh, wait, oh. here's another one. Page 142. I sidestep around a puddle of liquid on the sidewalk. In New York, you never know what is water and what is urine. She's that in the West one. Village. 
That one made me roll my eyes big time because that's such a common, like, old, it's old yeah. news. It's just like an old joke that went around Twitter when Twitter was, like, first invented. Listen. I, so much of it this is This is that, good though. content for the people who don't live in New York. It's not. It's not <sighs> great. It makes people, them feel sad. Listeners that don't live in New York... Write in and tell us what good, fun content this was. This, this content made me feel like I, I look, I know this is not my New York, but I'm like this reading this made me be like, good thing I got out of New York, man. This sucks. On a scale of shiny to pretending to be British, how fun are these references? <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, we probably still have a little bit more to go, but we should, we should probably wrap it up soon. We should wrap it. Yeah. We're going to we're going to fast forward. Let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll um, I don't know. Let's let's get to the ending. Let's do it. <laughs> Be right back. Okay. And we're back. Um, Jana, I think you had an act out for us. Yes, I thought it would be fun to give the listeners just a taste of what um, the author thinks dialogue between three friends would be on just an average day. Sort of, here's a, you know what, I would call it like a deleted scene from the book. This could have made it in. It's completely accurate, historically accurate, but it got cut. Okay. How sick. Play along with your little game. I'll be Bella. <laughs> but under protest. Okay. And when the asshole votes are going around, the fucker votes are going around, I just want you to remember oh, that you played around. Okay. 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 Um, you're going to be Bella. I'll be David. Okay. And I'm Aaron. Sure. That's <laughs> true. Let's, you know what? I like that we're not including the main <laughs> character because she sucks. Let's just forget about her. <laughs> no, you know? it's perfect. Okay. The main character is also here, but she's not saying anything. Yeah, and remember that that was my artistic choice that got us to this point. Okay. Oh, hey, everyone. It's feels like it's about 100 degrees outside, but actually it's only 96, just so everyone knows. It's, I know. It's going to be hotter tomorrow. <laughs> I think there's gonna it's going to be humid, too. I um, When I was picking out what bike shorts to put on, I was like, do I wear bike shorts? I have a green Lycra pair, but then I thought maybe bike pants would be better because I knew I was going to be biking 6.8 miles, and so I thought that it would prevent chafing. That Aaron. makes sense. I have sweated through my bonobo shirt already. Aaron, yes, don't talk, uh, Bella. You guys shouldn't talk about like sweating and stuff because, like, I. I'm dying. Oh, I didn't know that you were dying yet. I'm sorry. It's weird that we're out in the heat. We're at the corner of What do you mean? No, Park. I'm dying. It's so hot outside. What do you oh, mean? Oh, yes, oh, yes. I'm so yes, hot. Yes. I'm sweating so much. I'm dying. I also am sweating, but I will be able to feel cooler once I have this pepper gazpacho here at Le Frambois, which is a very fun restaurant on the corner of Bryant Park. My goodness, the heat index. I just, after my 6.8 mile bike ride, I walked 
my bike over from the corner of 39th and Park. When I was at 39th and Park, I saw Dwayne Reed on the corner and thought about stopping to get a bottle of water. Uh-huh. But I figured I would come here instead for the French iced tea. That's such a good call. Me personally, I came from serendipity. I was on second heading towards third on 60th Street. And I was like, it's hot. And so my dad called and he's in France. Um, But I stopped it and got a frozen frozen chocolate. It was really good. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. I was also at serendipity and my must need to change my designer lenses because I did not see you. (laughs) Oh no. That's so funny. I got a banana pudding at Magnolia Bakery, but I've heard really good things about serendipity. Have you been to Levain Bakery? Of course. I went there on Tuesday when it was 68 (laughs) degrees with a low of 62. (laughs) Scene. Great. Perfect. Thank you. That is accurate. And that's been a deleted scene. That was scene 23. It's too bad. I think it would have added a lot for the characters, Mm -hmm. I think. That's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. let's, let's Let's jump to the ending when Bella's dead. Okay, so first, as Sarah already mentioned, David does break up with Danny. He's like, I don't want to just be someone who fits in your life. I want you to actually love me. And it's like they a month up. out of their wedding and she hasn't, They neither of them have done shit. So it's like obvious. It's, it's We know the wedding's obvious. not happening. And there was a scene earlier in the book where um, Bella, no, Danny was in Dumbo and Aaron took her up to this apartment that Bella wanted to look at. And it was the apartment from the dream. And we find out that she had been she that Bella caring for her friend bought this apartment for for Danny because Bella knows that she wasn't in love and this wasn't her life. So she had Aaron renovate it for her. Also so fucked up because that means that Bella prior to her and David breaking up, she was like, they're going to break up and I'm going to buy this bitch a place in Dumbo where she's never had any interest in living. <laughs> it was so weird. That's so also, weird. I don't I mean, I don't know. Bella's dying. I don't want to judge her too much. But do you know who doesn't her. need a multimillion dollar apartment purchased for them in one of the most exclusive areas of Brooklyn? Danny. Danny. She, is making a million dollars a year and already owns a home in Gramercy. She's going to be I fine. Think she's going to be okay. Maybe yeah, put your money towards something worthwhile. It. She co-owns it with that fiance she's not in love with and that's, it's going to yeah. break up with. That's so fine. That'll be she's going to make... They'll have to sell it. And they'll okay, have when to divide by two? Like, come on. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. On my deathbed, I'm not going to buy either of you an apartment in Dumbo. I guess it's settled. You well, you could buy me one. For a to do. You could buy me one. I'm not, you know, like all... I would be insulted Moneyed. if you did. I'd be like, you don't know what the fuck I'm. Why are you? Why do you assume I'm going to be in Dumbo? <laughs> you don't know what I'm capable of. <laughs> is what I felt like. What I want to hear is that Bella had a premonition, also the same fucking premonition, and that's Maybe why she, she bought in Dumbo. Wow, well, what have been the interesting. Author should have told us. What have been interesting. 
we were in first point, person point of view with Danny. And we loved it. We loved experiencing Danny's point of view. <laughs> I yeah, I never want to be in Danny's head again. I never I don't want to be in the heads of anyone in this book. Um so anyway, yes, that aside, she buys her that apartment and we find out that Aaron renovated it and then Bella dies and there's a funeral and they're just really effing sad. And wait, can we end- read before wait they do a, like a special funeral for her and wait, I think I wrote it down somewhere. Please let me have written it down. There's like a poem by Bella they read. There is a path of land that exists beyond the sea and the sky. It is behind the mountains, past even the hills. Those of luscious green that roll up into the heavens. I have been there with you. It's not big, although not too small. Perhaps you could perch a house on its whip, but we've never considered it. What would we be the use? We already live there. When the night closes and the city stills, I am there with you. Our mouths laughing, our heads thinking of all but what is. And what is? I ask this, you say, you and I here. <laughs> so after this is read at her funeral, imagine that there's just like this weird like Single person <laughs> claps. Everyone looks around confused. <laughs> That's got to be the reaction to that. Okay. So wow, she wasn't only an artist; she was also a writer. Do you think that maybe Bella was actually very funny, and she knew that that <laughs> poem stupid. didn't make sense, and she knew that at her memorial there would have to be like, yeah, this is profound. Yeah, I so it was a love that. Joke. I like that if that was her character, yes. That um, would have turned the whole character around for me. <laughs> her character also is like described as like really good at art because like in high school, this she drew this loser's she <laughs> photo and then everyone was like, Oh wow, he's cool in this painting. And that made him cool. That was that. one of the stories. It was so dumb. That was funny. All right, keep going, Sabrina. So now it's after that funeral. Everybody's really drained. And um, Aaron and Danny have had a few moments throughout the book. And you as a reader or me as a reader, you have wanted from that dream for them to fall in love and for them to get married. And it I mean, the book is closing in on the end. And you kind of feel like, okay, maybe it's going to have to happen in an epilogue. It doesn't seem like there's enough book left for them Mm -hmm. to get engaged and married. Or sorry, engaged and sleep together because we have 10 pages left. And Bella just died. And she died there in the apartment together. And then... It's just kind of this grief moment where they're both finding comfort in each other and everything unfolds as it did in the dream, but it all has a completely different meaning. So you find out that she saw literally what happened, but she didn't know what it meant at all. So she's wearing the engagement ring on her middle finger, which is deceptive, but Mm -hmm. she doesn't have the other engagement ring on, but it's actually Bella's ring, which she is wearing to feel closer to her. Aaron is there... And she asks, you know, in the dream before she had said, am I still a lawyer? And 
the reason she's asking it there is because she's not been at work in forever. And so it's a natural quote for her to say at that time. Um, and it comes out and then they do like have hot sex, but it's sad sympathy sex. It isn't. Yeah. We're in love. So everything plays out exactly how it did in the dream. And she did see it exactly, but it wasn't, what she thought it was going to be. And so all this time that she spent trying to prevent fate, which I've got to say, I've seen the final destination movies. I know that you cannot escape fate. It (laughs) all came to fruition. It just wasn't how she thought it would happen. And I think it was a really satisfying ending, even though I desperately wanted them to get together because it would not have been realistic for them to have fallen in love. I wanted them to like sympathy fall for each other after the death, but like, which happens, you know, it, which totally happens. And yeah. that's kind of what I wanted, but I do think it would have felt a little gross because of what now, if she had died three years before, and then it was two years later, that would have been good. But it was just, too, she, de- she died in December. I, yeah, felt, I guess I felt just a little bad when they had sex for the first time when <laughs> Bella was still alive, dying in a different building. Um, it you know, felt I like, I didn't feel like that was the story to build your life upon. I felt avoidable. It felt, it felt very avoidable. Um, felt like, even if you were like, Wait, wow, they didn't this have is... sex. That was the first time they had sex was the last scene. But no, they just they like, hang out. Didn't they hook they up? Have they have sex. Uh, no, they just kissed. Are you it's sure? Still, I mean, totally sure. Look, well, even if they didn't fuck, it's still wrong. fucked up. Yeah, yeah just like, you know, she's good. about to die. Just give it like a couple hours. Uh, the sex seemed avoidable. And I have to say, I get I that the like. She would. I don't think she would. I think that it was weird. It felt like an acting exercise that she did once, like in an acting class, where they're like, say these lines and now do the same lines, but different meaning. And then Sarah, she was like, this 100%. is a book. And then I'm filling in everything around it. And I was like, I was. I, when it was happening, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I really, I felt that through and through with this ending. I, I could not stand it. I guarantee oh that's where this came from. <laughs> it was. It was Might so, have. it was Might so, have. it was so trite. It was so contrived. I, 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 I was like, this is what we've been waiting for. This is, this is like, this is She's so proud. I just like you reading it. I was just like, oh, she's so fucking proud of this. The author, you just read it. She's like, look at me. Oh, no, she wasn't looking at the license. She was looking at a photo of her friend. I don't even remember. Oh, no, she wasn't looking at the date on the news. She was looking at. I don't even remember what it was. That was true. She was looking at the license. She was looking at the date on the. Right. But what was the thing in the second time she did it? She was looking at the TV for a different reason. Like something else stood out to her. It was like, it looked, it just didn't make sense also because it was from her perspective. So you would know, it like, it would work but more if this was dream a show her to me. Know. Dream her wouldn't know. Dream her though would know what she's looking at. It's her perspective. She would have known she's not looking at a license. <laughs> she's looking at a photo of a friend. That's what's wild to me. It works as like a show or like if you were, if it wasn't first person, but because it was first person, it didn't make sense. If we are the viewer, we're the camera, but instead of being, yeah, I get that. Um, I have a question for you too. So this is our third book of the season. We've read Verity 
and we've read Cherry Cheesecake Murder, and now we have mm-hmm. read In Five Years. Um, fuck, Mary Kill, Verity. Oh. Cherry Cheesecake <laughs> in Five Years. Okay, I Ooh. remember Cherry Cheesecake. Can you just remind me what the general plot of Verity is? I have no recollection. Okay, it was the mystery author, uh, Verity, uh, is in an accident. <gasps> Got it. A car accident. Got it. Okay? okay. Got this it. is pretty Great. easy for me. I'm going to say okay. fuck Verity, marry Cheesecake, and um, kill in five years. Wow. Oh. It's okay, pretty obvious. I am marrying in five years. <laughs> I'm fucking Verity. And Cherry Cheesecake has got to die. Wow. I guess we're all fucking Verity. <laughs> I know. It's an obvious fuck. It's an obvious Yeah, that's fuck. the obvious fuck of the books for sure. But otherwise, I line up completely uh, with Sarah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But fun. We should do that I more with books. I can't believe you'd marry cheesecake oh my god she's a wonderful baker and (laughs) a sweet simple woman a lot of recipes it wasn't fuck marry kill the authors well no of course i'm not i'm talking about the book i uh, the baker characters of baker get all this food oh my god i would love to be married to hannah why would i marry cancer (laughs) i'm gonna this book i murder it slowly like I let wow. it, I stab it, and it bleeds out over a long period of time. Wow, God, I yes. just think it's so stupid that like the main. So it was like a trick. The book tricked you into thinking it was going to be some like romance, and then it wasn't. It was really a cancer book about her and a friendship. But the friendship was so unbelievable, and like I hated both the main characters that I was like, <laughs> both can die. You know, yeah, this book was just wasn't for wow. me. It wasn't for me. Well, wait a wow. second. Maybe Clara is on Sabrina's side. Did we? Oh, shut up. You know that she's not. The, this is the second time I'm sorry. that you have tried to trick me. Outright trick me. I'm sorry. What kind of friend? Well, wait, wait, Jonna. What did Clara, did Clara say something? Oh, oh, I guess I did get a text from Clara. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I guess you got a group text that I can see as well. Okay, uh, just I'm reading it for the first time. She said she lied in her future vision about what finger the ring was on. She Didn't set lie. us up, stupid book. <laughs> and all of those had exclamation marks after them. And she, she wrote it lie. three times. She was so angry. Just didn't tell us that it was on the middle finger. That's with that. All right. All okay. right. You know, we didn't really go into her lawyerness, but I don't really need to. It's fine. Other than it was annoying how much they talked about her. She, like, loved her type of law. And I was like, bitch. Enough. Yeah. She did love it. I'm I bored I that was by nice. you. I thought that they talked about her job an appropriate amount. Like, if they had not talked about it at all and she's a corporate lawyer, that no. consumes you. That is they didn't need to life. talk It'd about it at all. They did not talk about it. Because it had no effect on anything. And there was no struggle and there was nothing to overcome. And it, that's why they needed not to talk about her job. It's just not what the book is about. It's not mm-hmm. about her job. Okay, but she guys. has one. <laughs> she has one. It sets her up for why she's rich and stuff. And it sounds like she was always appropriately dressed for the temperatures in her office. And that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Do you guys want to do five star reviews? Goodreads. 
Absolutely. If you can find one, <laughs> I can't wait. There are there are actually a lot. Speak. So maybe Serena left one. So <laughs> here you go. Here's Rosemary's review. She says, "I am so not the target audience for this novel. A young professional millennial living in a major city. Good God, how can I, an old retired <laughs> living in a rural mountains of West North Carolina, relate? But I love the book." The central core of the book was a deep, lifelong friendship and self-discovery. Those themes play at any age. The book moves quickly, keeping us deeply engaged. She employs a unique foreshadowing of a moment five years in the future. We want to see what happens. This book has been categorized as chiclet and romance by reviewers. Don't let those labels stop you from reading this one. A minor criticism of the book is the number of references to takeout food in various New York restaurants. <laughs> Do millennials really eat like that? It seems yes. like the author spent a great <laughs> yes. deal of time discussing if they were hungry, if they were starved, what to order, where to order, leftovers, etc. Five stars. <laughs> okay, well, what I have to say is that is my experience of life is I spend a lot of time thinking about what to order, when to order, and my leftovers. And would you say that's what makes you interesting? I would say it is a true fact about so many millennials in the city, so it makes it more slice of life. But if you only had like 200 pages to write about the most interesting moments of your life, would you devote approximately (laughs) 197 of those pages? I might. (laughs) I might throw in a few commutes. The R train was delayed 23 minutes. Let's hear what Lindsay has to say. Um, She says, this storyline wasn't anything like what I had expected. It was shocking, raw, and highly affecting. It was a unique, emotional love story like no other. I'm not one to read love stories, so don't let that deter you if it isn't generally your thing. The novel started off strong, then lost a bit of intensity before the halfway point. (laughs) After the halfway point, the storyline dug its way deep into my heart and didn't let up until the end. I'm still not over these characters, and it's been days since I finished. The novel's a tearjerker. It's full of heart, love, loyalty, true friendship. It lived up to the hype. It surpassed my expectations. Five stars. I'm with you, Lindsay. We know. And I'm so glad that I finished this before today. So I had at least some time to sit with it in joy. Okay. <laughs> before we tried to snuff it out of you. Yeah. I want to read one more. David's okay. review. David Baldacci. <laughs> Maybe. He said, I love this book. A real gem. Wonderful voice. Wonderful prose. I read mostly thrillers and mysteries, which have at acute plot points in the four C's of writing, conflict, complication, crisis, and conclusion. In stories like this, <laughs> one, the prose and voice in the four C's are mere blimps. I was swept along in an enchanting, fictive dream. At first, I believed the motivation was set too firmly, M-A-R, motivations, act, action, reaction, and that the conclusion would be overt. The premise also made this problematic. But again, the prose and engaging voice had me by the throat, pulling me along. So I didn't care if the ending was a foregone conclusion. The story is loaded with emotions. It takes those emotions right to the edge of melodrama without crossing over. I highly recommend this book. Five stars. Sarah, the characters you give these people are really good. Like, you really give voice to each of these reviewers. That guy is, he's an author. Yeah, he sounds like he knows um, what he's talking about. Yeah. Is it David Baldacci? No, it's David Putnam, author of the Bruno Johnson series. Oh. Just love how he mm-hmm. liked to talk about this, the four yeah. C's of right. I don't know. She's like, shut up, dude. Co- 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 Color. 
<laughs> um, what was you guys? What was your main takeaway from this book? Don't trust your friends to not steal your life partner immediately upon your death. Okay. Okay. My main takeaway is that you guys don't have taste. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay. Leave oh. it to our critics to say that one, Sabrina. Um, I just wanted, this was just somebody in Goodreads, Ilanwi, her review, she says, the message of the book is you can't plan your life and the unexpected will constantly throw you off. Yeah. That's a great takeaway. Cool. Great That's lesson. something like, eight-year-olds learn <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> all right guys let's do our uh hate rates okay i feel ready God. so one of the themes of this book i suppose is that bella always feels a little sad for danny because bella feels that danny never experienced true love the way that bella and aaron had love that danny was with someone but it it was love, but not love like Bella knew. And I, for me, I feel similar, but it comes, but I feel similar, but about hate. <laughs> like I've hated other books before, but I didn't know what hate was oh, until I read this book. And now I know what it really feels like to really hate a book. <laughs> Zero out of five. <laughs> that is so crazy. So crazy. <laughs> right. It's my truth. <laughs> Do you have more? No. Okay. In the world of mean book club books, this is a hundred out of five. <laughs> In... <laughs> In the world of romance novels, it's probably a five out of five. And wow. in the world of books that I've read, four out of five. I genuinely loved reading this book. Couldn't put it down. Thought oh. it was a great time. Love that the ending surprised me, even though I wanted a different ending. I wanted a campier, happier, uplifting ending. And she didn't give it to me. And you know what? It wouldn't have done that book justice because it was a good book and it deserved a realistic ending. We forgot to so mention that. My, go ahead. This is my time. Here, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> sorry. thought you gave. I thought you gave a number of no. Uh, okay, sure. She gave sure. numbers, but she didn't give the number. Okay, sure. Yeah. I did have one other criticism <laughs> that I did have to mention is that around page 150 to 155, the author uses the expression. The eyebrows were knit, K-N-I-T, three times in the span of those five pages. And I did not care for that. <laughs> but otherwise, exceptional. So 97 out of five. Okay. It's an All illegal right. rating and you are decute. Um, you remind me, I feel like we didn't say the true ending of the book, which was that she runs into oh. these doctor surgeon of oh, her yeah. dead friend and insinuates that they are going to start dating it was very odd he is described as the family physician from like when 
uh, Bella was a child. And I feel like at some point it's like, he's like a round little man. And I was, so I like in my mind pictured just like a very aged. No, it wasn't him. It was his student who did a lot of the doctoring. Okay. I didn't in my mind, he was person. this like seventy-five-year-old man. <laughs> he yes. makes eye contact with agree. Danny in the bagel no, place. No, no, I no. agree. Like, I was like, okay, maybe she's into older men. That's fine. Sure, whatever. No, Danny. Th- the whole thing was they were like that old round doctor is like your first stop, and he has that like pristine office, etc. But then the doctor that you're in the long haul with is this younger. I don't think he was described as particularly hot or anything. So it was really threw me off. Honestly, the only thing I remember about him was the brand of shoes he was wearing, which were, of course, (laughs) described. Um, All right. Let me give you my hate rates. Uh, I'll say start off with some positives. Short read. Really quick one. Love that. You know, got to give big ups to that. Um, I think this was a fun cast, fun to discuss. So thank the book for that. Other than that, I think the maybe I like the setup. You know, the dream. I thought like, okay, I know it's it's not like the first time a book's done that, but it it's a fun setup, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen with it. After that, book sucked. Characters sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, made me root for cancer, oddly enough. So I, I'm i going to give this book a two out of five. Meme book clubs, two out of five. I genuinely can't believe it, but I guess I'll accept it. <laughs> and right. Clara voted with me as per <laughs> established at the beginning of the pod. So it's yeah, a zero, sure. a zero, a two, and a 95, which is disqualified, <laughs> which leaves us with a, a 1.2. So... Is it 97? No, this isn't for... Math isn't for us. Let's do our (laughs) uh, fucker of the cast. Lil fucker. I I do feel as though I know who you both are voting for, but maybe not. I've got... I'm going to set out my vote. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Which is Jonna. (sighs) Because not once, but twice, she (laughs) set me up for a real mean trick. And I did not care for that. And also, one time resorted to making fun of the book for a thing that didn't even really happen. Mm. And so if you're going to hate on the book, just hate on the book. Mm. Interesting. I have the tricks a, were really what did it. I have a, <laughs> the tricks. I have a really hard time picking a little fucker because... Obviously, it's not Sarah. We've been in lockstep agreement this entire <laughs> cast. I've never felt closer to someone. But at the same time, I really feel like it can't be Sabrina because poor Sabrina, she's been alone. She's had to defend this book the entire time (laughs) against our onslaught. You know, while we literally scream, she would try to like make a little point. (laughs) So it can't be Sabrina. So demeaning. Make a little (laughs) point. She tried to make her little points. The the poor thing. You know, God help her. She tried. So... uh, I, I don't know. And it, I mean, it's not me. I'm right. Who does that leave us with? Clara's not here. I guess I'm going to have to pick Clara. It's the only <laughs> option I have. I'm sorry. It is Clara. Okay, and, well, yeah. I hadn't even considered Clara. <laughs> uh, I have to say, though, uh, again, still, I obviously was lo- lockstep uh, with Jana. So I disagree with Sabrina's um, criticisms of her. I think her, she'd very accurate. Thank you. 
um, criticisms. Um, what about yeah. Danny tricks? did hate. You, you disagree that she set me up for little tricks? No, she did, but they're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that excuses a behavior, Sabrina. But it see? looks like we've got a joke. We got to vote for Jana. We got to vote for Clara. So it's like, do I go with Sabrina, make it a tie, or am I going to help? you know, break the tie. Um, and I have to say, I agree with Jonna that as I have been this whole time, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, Sabrina played a pivotal role in this episode. Um, yeah. part of the reason why it was so fun is to have someone on that crazy, being that crazy person. Both of you were like complimenting me and then slapping me with the back of your hand. <laughs> Like, honestly, it was made it so fun, and I yeah. love her for it. So um, I guess I'm, I'm also I'm going to vote for Clara as well. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. So um, I'm sure she'll love to hear it. <laughs> Clara, when you are producing this episode, just remember who didn't vote for you. There's but I really appreciate you guys not voting for me. I think it's really demeaning that you would think Clara would forget so soon who did or didn't vote for her. It happened <laughs> seconds ago. Okay, that's another. This is, this is you're trying to set me up again. I'm oh, doubling oh down on my vote for Jonna. This <laughs> book. Oh, man, I love reading books and talking about them with you. Um, yeah, it's fun. Thank you guys so much for the fans, for those wrecks. They're so good. Yeah. Um, what are we reading next week, guys? Um, it's called um, Before We Were Yours. Ooh, by Lisa Wingate. Oh, okay. Sounds sappy. Do you think there's if there's more cancer? That's my question. I actually think there might be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. We got to Yeah, you know what? I I used to like be uh against Jana for the wanting to avoid cancer comment, but now I'm th- starting to think maybe we should pay a little more attention. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm I've I'm um like a tenth of the way into the book. And I do believe it has come up. I don't know if it plays a, a significant role. role. Okay, all right, all right, fair enough. All right, so we got that. Um, that's coming up next. Ep. Um, we are Mean Book Club. Mean Book Club on the socials. Please join us. Become a patron on Patreon. We are going to have another bonus episode this season that only you get to hear. So, uh, and also you know other things like getting pictures of Alfie and stuff. Um, some real treats you get. So. Uh, definitely join, follow us, talk to us. We love to talk about these books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next episode, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.